What's up, everybody? And welcome to the newest installment of the Minority Report. As always, I am your head minority in charge, Gus. With me, as usual, is my biracial consigliere, Jay Shell. What it is, everybody? Happy, uh, but you know, uh, post Turkey Day. Gobble gobble. It's yeah. uh, it is the season officially to to go shopping and deal with all those fucking people. Mm, yeah, I did that the uh, the other day actually. That's I, you're scared of glutton for punishment, that's why. <laughs> I think you're a bit of a masochist. Well, calm down, Jesus Christ. You're making it sound like I'm camping out with those fuck nuts at like at on midnight and oh, everything. You know you were. No, I wasn't. Sitting there going, "Oh, baby." You have a weird fucking like a uh, fanfic in your mind. You sick son of a bitch. Duh. You fucking <laughs> sick twisted freak. <laughs> No. <laughs> okay, calm down there. Uh, what? You are. <laughs> I noticed Hank, that you didn't even deny it. Hank Moody. <laughs> <laughs> You're freaked out, you freak. What was that guy? Um, you uh, fucking, uh, oh, oh uh, Bates. Bates. Yeah, yeah. You ba- fucking, you, Batesy, uh, you pansexual sexual weirdo. <laughs> But no, so, like just like the way you're saying it, you probably said out there, oh, yeah. you, you fucking kink mm, daddy. You do anyway. That. You do that shopping. Anyway. Get your discounts. But now I'm not. <laughs> no, I don't camp out or shit or anything. I'll be too fucking tired for that shit. Oh, bro. Listen, let me tell you something. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. You know what's funny, though? We noticed that uh, a lot of Black Fridays are starting the week before. Yeah. Which, and we were we were talking about it, and it was because... Too many people got trampled to death. So yeah. I, I think they're uh, trying to do away with all that. Well, and it's also is that a lot of people like, you know, cannot make it immediately to Black Friday. So there's a yeah. way to make up for them as well, well as like to avoid like, you know, fatalities. Well, that's such. why they have Cyber Mondays. Right. <laughs> well, it's, it's also they also stretch it out for the weekend. So it's not just Black Friday. It's Black Weekend, which is like, you know, every weekend at my uh, my dad's why house. Why got to be black for? Why you got? Why not? I don't know. We, we deserve <laughs> our own. We, we deserve our own sales. Hey, we deserve when, like you know, well, they when do like have folks white, get traveled. They do have white sales. I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Was it Liberty it, sales? They're white it's sales. Usually, it's usually a Bevmo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Bid Path and Beyond. Right, but now, <laughs> like, uh, but no, like I, I uh, partaked and everything. However, like partook, uh, I think partook. Yeah. But like no, like waiting, like you know, midnight camping out, dude. You forgot I worked retail yeah, back I, uh, in the day and everything. So I, uh, I technically did some of that myself. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend, she takes advantage because she goes twice a year to Victoria's Secrets mm-hmm. uh, to get their sales, and one of them is there. They do it like a mid-year sale, mm-hmm. then they do a Christmas sale, right? So I was in Victoria's Secrets with about 175 women, mm-hmm. and it's funny because when you see other dudes. Mm-hmm. They, they have the same look on their face and you just give the head nod like yeah you too huh <laughs> <laughs> but i was smart about it i was like mm-hmm. why don't you go ahead and peruse and i'll stand on this half hour line mm-hmm. because literally the line was about half hour 45 minutes long right she's like no you sure i'm like yeah i don't want to sit in here for an hour when that line <laughs> oh we saw i saw that at pack sun well here's the thing like you i say black friday shopping yeah. you're assuming that i'm going to all like the stores I keep it simple. I only go to the stores of the stuff that I like. You know, I don't. I don't just like go to one store just because they're having a sale. You know. Yeah. What's, you know what's funny? You mentioned that store, Paxson. Yeah. Uh, for the longest time, I never went in there. I just heard of the store. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was like an Asian store. Kind of sounds like it. Paxson. Paxson. <laughs> Come on, you, you might know a Vietnamese guy named Paxson. <laughs> Paxson. If if it was Paxson, uh, Paxson Young, he might yeah. be Korean. Right. <laughs> no. Or Paxson Cruz, he might be Filipino. <laughs> no. Yeah. But also, oh, remember last week when I was telling you about that dude that um that that uh ran into the Canadian border at the Rainbow Bridge or something like the that. The supposed Canadian terrorist. Yeah, yeah. Can, <laughs> you, what'd you call it? Canadian bacon it, IRL. It, right. <laughs> no. So supposedly it was they were expecting. 
domestic or terrorism. And they were like, oh, the Biden administration is letting all these da 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 Scooby Doo fascist <laughs> communist <laughs> socialist. <laughs> and they always start with the same thing fascist, communist, socialist. He was like, y'all realize that ain't all the same shit, right? But also, you kind of, kind of like try to catch them on, like, oh, you missed one. Yeah. Like, you forgot to say, like, a uh, socialist. Oh, no. <laughs> no, the one, uh, yeah, Marxist is the new one. I, ca- I call it Ma- the, the MAGA freestyle. Yeah. Is like communist, socialist, um, libertarian, shabadoo, scooby doo. Wicked, wicked, wicked. I'm a racist. <laughs> <laughs> no, so anyway, it turns out that it was one of their elite one percenters that uh, they love so much well, that they say that they hate, but they really love. Well, tell us a Buddha. I'll tell you a boot. <laughs> <Need> a boot. <laughs> the, the dude was r- driving a brand new Bentley. It retails, they said, for like probably like a hundred grand the car he had. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was taking his wife, 50 something year old dude. Mm-hmm. He lived in like an island. In some elite neighborhood, that's uh, an that's an island, a man made island for Fucking, them to live on. Because, uh, island of misfit oh, millionaires, oh, or something. Yeah, or <laughs> so anyway, he uh, he was uh, taking his wife to a a uh, Kiss concert. Yeah, yeah. Who the fuck knew Kiss was still on tour? Okay, well, see, that was her first mistake going to a Kiss concert. Well, the problem is, I think the only people that know of Kiss is in concert are like nostalgia fappers mm-hmm. and and fifty seven year old dudes. Because mm-hmm. I've shit. <laughs> I know like three yeah. three kiss songs. Right. <laughs> Let's put the X in sex, rock and roll all night in Detroit Rock City. And I think that's about the only ones I mm-hmm. know. Oh no, that what was it? That was trended on TikTok for a while. I was made for loving you. Right. I was made for loving oh, you. That, 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 I, I guess I know a few because there's yeah. that one that with that fucking uh Ace Freely, the Ringo star of Kiss. Not Ace Freely, <laughs> uh the Peter Chris, yeah, he, the uh, yeah, the Ringo Starr, the drummer of Kiss. Right. They let him sing one song. Mm-hmm. You've heard it before because he sounds so off key. It's called Beth. Mm. You know the one. I don't think Beth, so. Beth, I hear you calling, and I can't get home tonight. It sounds just like that too. Right. He's so off key. Jesus Christ. Yep. So anyway, you want to call him a locksmith? That's how off key he is. Put him boom. Yeah. Anyway, so the dude, uh, since the Kiss concert was canceled, he took his wife to the casino, and mm. they partook in the festivities, if you know what I mean. Did they smoke the devil's lettuce? No, no. He partook in the uh, the legal consumption of alcoholic beverages. Oh, so he got drunk. Yeah, he got drunk as fuck. Yeah, yeah, And he decided to drive his car at a high speed on a wet road. So typical white people, rich white people shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then fucking slammed into the thing, flipped, and then his car blew up. Jesus. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like his mixtape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, burr, 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 burr. there's always got to be one in there. Oh, dude, I got some great news for you, too. Yeah. Guess who's broke? Mm. Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, the, uh, what do you call it? The um, the supposed, like, vigilante. The acquitted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah the, uh, the one who was, quote, unquote, trying to protect the local businesses by traveling across state. To protect that business, yeah, yeah, and carrying a firearm underage, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 yeah, you know, like you know the one, like you know the uh, what do you call it, the uh, the Daniel son of the MAGA crowd, yeah, the real hero, right? Anyway, oh, but did you hear also, and uh, it, it, um, with the war that's going on in the Middle, well, not war, but the battles that are going on in the Middle East, mm-hmm. dude, there's some fucked up shit going on, and it's and it's actually affecting Hollywood. Mm. Just found out that Susan Sarandon, because she was protesting against Israel, just mm-hmm. got dropped by her uh, by her agency. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what uh, that's what happened to um, one of the actresses for uh, Scream. Is yeah, she, uh, Melissa yeah. Barrera. Uh, yeah, 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 she yeah she got dropped from uh, Screen Seven. Yep, she sure yeah. did. Is 
and it's fucked up because people should be able to have opinions on things, right? And not have to uh, not have to pay for it. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. I mean, yeah. it's unfortunate that they that they did that to them. But and and honestly, like, what's the point? Because honestly, like, the news about it is gonna yeah. blow over. Like, and I'm, I'm not talking about the events. Like, what's going on is gonna blow over. That's gonna right. go on for like a while. Oh yeah. But we're talking about you know the media's like um, focus on it because it's always like that. There's always a tragedy going on overseas. Right. It gets its 15 minutes of fame, and then they move on to the next story. It's sad but true and everything. Yep. You know. So uh, it, it it makes you think like, so why cancel them now? Uh, for something that you're not going to even give a shit about in the next, I would say, 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and and much greater news. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, um, uh, I don't know if you saw um, uh, everybody's favorite punching bag, well, at least mine, mm. the orange stained piece of shit. Oh, fucking uh, Colt 45? Yeah. yeah. He went to a UFC fight and trying to act all like, and I mean, oh. let's face facts, guys that go, a lot of the guys that go to UFC, and it sucks because... Mm-hmm. UFC, I mean, it's for everybody, but mm-hmm. you know the majority that go there are kind of oh you the know. toxic ass dude bros. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Guns, MAGA, Trump, Gurgadoosh. Mm. Jesus never tapped. Women should know their place. Yeah. Jesus never tapped. Yeah. No, he couldn't. His hands he was, were his nailed fucking down. nailed down. <laughs> <laughs> those tone deaf fake, uh, fake tough guy <laughs> like, uh, anyway, slogans. So there is all those simp's and toxic dudes cheering for him. Mm-hmm. But Bill Burr happened to be there. Mm. You know Bill Burr. Billy Redface. Yeah, with uh, what's that show he's got? Fucking uh, F is for Family. F is for Family. Yeah. Uh, he, One of my favorite comedians. He's got a new movie yeah. on Netflix right now. It's probably it's pretty funny. I started at my halfway through it. I had to stop it. It's called uh, Old, Old Dads. Guys. Isn't Old it with Dads. him with uh, Bukim Woodbine and uh, Bobby Cannavale? Yes. They play middle-aged fathers of little kids. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Dude, the one. what was that one guy you said? Not Bukim. The other guy. Uh, Bobby Carnival. Yeah, his kid, his wife uh-huh. in there is like one of those excuse moms. Mm-hmm. Like her kid hits Bill Burr's kid, mm-hmm. and she's making an excuse for him. Mm-hmm. He's just acting out. You don't scream at my son. You don't yell at him. No, he is just a child, and he is go exper- He's expressing his his emotions. Oh, those ones. Like yeah. that, that that you know that that's uh that's code for I don't give a shit. So I'm just gonna make him sound like he's an artistic no, little. No, no. Well, she makes him sound like he's perfect. He does yeah. nothing wrong. Well, here that reminds me of that uh, one bully from um from King of the Hill. The yeah. one that was harassing Hank, and yeah. his parents were like, "Oh, he's just a special um, boy. He's expressing himself." So, y- him being an asshole yeah. is your idea of artistic expression. Well, he's expressing himself to be an asshole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, going back to the UFC fight. So, yeah. Bill Burr was there with his lovely wife. Mm. So I'm a huge fan of her now. Oh, uh, Nia, Nia Renee Hill. Mm-hmm. And she's she, a real one. Yeah, yep, yep. And not only did she uh, she she flipped it the bird to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to Trump mm-hmm. to Drumpf yeah you know fun fact you know why I call him Drumpf because he sucks no that's his family name oh yeah but they changed it right uh, oh yeah yeah well, yeah yeah they yeah. changed it from Drumpf to Trump yeah 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 the motherfucker wait 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 are you talking they were immigrants <gasps> dude only person in his family lineage that wasn't an immigrant was his father yeah his father was the first born in his family yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah all that shit he talks about immigrants yeah yeah brother. You come from them. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That's some so Victor Creed shit there. Nia, Nia Renee Hill. Yeah. She decided to give him the old uh, the old salute. Mm-hmm. We call it the the Matos family salute. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. The bird. She flipped it the bird. Weird. But you're trying to claim it like, oh, we, <laughs> well, we invented that shit. Well, no, but no, we, we, we call it that because, you know, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a family thing. Mm-hmm. But not only did she give him one. She gave him two. Damn. She double fisted him. Fucking John Woo that shit. <laughs> yeah. Don't use double fist though. I do. And it, <laughs> and it came out on camera. It was fucking great. It went awesome. viral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every, 
And of course, you know, the alpha male conservative hardcore everybody else is a snowflake but me that's so disrespectful that's our president and yet they're the ones that would have like a let's go brandon sticker or fuck joe biden sticker which i'm not the one to kink shame but (laughs) (laughs) hey if you like generic uh was it geriatric dudes that's on you yeah yeah. Yeah, they want a lemon party right (laughs) don't google that no (laughs) two things you should never google lemon party and purple waffle blue Blue waffle waffle, yeah blue waffle yeah yeah. Yeah, when they were all crying about that i wanted to kind of do like you did Well, you know, it, it fucking cracks me up because these are the same people yeah. that would call Obama and his family a bunch of monkeys that would have like effigy parties of like uh, puppet versions of him. They would go on about Joe Biden being old, decrepit, sniffing young girls hair, all this shit, Bro. all that disrespect. Yep. And then somebody dishes out against their orange Fuhrer. And they lose their minds. Oh, dude. Yeah. And it, it, it's been a whole week of mm-hmm. them of them trying to. How they were trying to dodge bullets like Neo because yeah. there was, uh, you know, the 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 three things that uh, the maggot supporters, the cultists, always talk about. Mm. Oh, oh, the way the country is right now. Well, what's wrong with the country? Oh, gas, eggs. Have you tried to buy milk? Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, I have no problem with it. It's, actually, the prices have gone down a little. Well, everything's gone down a little, and inflation has actually yeah. leveled off. Right, and it's actually. Uh, the inflation in the United States is low, the lowest in the world. Mm-hmm. And right now, the price of gas is lower, is as low mm-hmm. as it was in 2020. Mm-hmm. And right now, the um, there's some places where it's under $3 a gallon. Yeah. So that whole argument is done. So where, so where are your I did it stickers? Bro, <laughs> and in unemployment, they said last week, only uh, under 200,000 people applied mm. for unemployment. So right. that means nobody's really unemployed right now. Everybody's right. working. And they do you have to see how they try to fucking, uh, how, how they try, what is it? Mental gymnastics. Oh, mm. yeah, but you know, a lot of people just working part time jobs. I'm working three part time really? jobs. I said, like, well, maybe you ain't qualified for one, <laughs> motherfucker. But, uh, but, but going back to uh, Bill Burr and Nia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've been a Bill Burr fan for like a long time, a fan of him and his wife and everything. And yeah. they're perfect for each other because they call each other out on their shit. I've heard her yeah. with him on his podcast. Yeah, she, funny. yeah, yeah. She, she's funny. She's witty. Like, you know, she doesn't take any shit and everything. Yep. And that's I, why they, I, they work together. Honestly, but, when I first saw his wife, I was yeah. like, wait. Ginger Boy is married to a black woman? He got jungle feet. He, well, on yeah. that, he's got shit. Good yeah. for him. Right? I'm <laughs> saying. but Because <laughs> he's, yeah. he's got to be a strong-willed dude. Man. And what's it called? And Nia is a strong woman because, you know, she gets a lot of shit from his fans. Like, Bill Burr fans, can, some of them can be extremely toxic. That's because he's from Boston. Right. So they think like, oh, a uh, red-headed uh, white dude from Boston who hey, complains he's a, about... He's a bigot like me. He, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so when he's having conversations with Nia and you know they disagree on stuff always in the comment section on uh, YouTube oh he should divorce Nia the blah 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 oh she ever since they got married you know she's had his balls and everything why uh, dude she doesn't have his balls. She yeah. has, she can stand up to him. Right. And they have healthy debates. Every every good, strong marriage should yeah. be able to have healthy debates yeah. and not argue. They're not arguing. Right. They just debate each other. Right. Not for nothing, she kind of comes off as a little bit ghetto black girl, mm-hmm. and he's a white dude from Boston. Yeah. So they have they're, that. They're the Willises. 
<laughs> they don't have that. Oh, I disagree with you, dear. Yeah. It, it so happens that my philosophy differs from yours. No, yeah. fuck that. And, and it's also, it's like, and these fucking neckbeards, like, they crack yeah. me up. He's like, oh, yes, um, Bill should divorce the love of his life, the mother of his children, Dude. Be, just because, just to please your disagree. anonymous yeah, dumbass. Exactly. But yeah, and but. He waited late in life to get married and yeah. have kids, so. But yeah, but also, it's just, it's so this whole like backlash against her and everything is just par for the course right. because they hate seeing a strong black woman speak her mind again especially against the very figure that's oppressing her as well as like all the minorities and like you know women in the uh, in the country so you, you have a black you have a black woman who hates trump how is that why is that so shock? It's shocking to find. Yeah, like well, honestly. Well, because they think all blacks support Trump now because they had that one black dude in the background that they paid, held up the sign that says black. For oh, Trump's. are you talking about like Terrence K. Williams sure. or whatever? Like well, there, there was found out to be an actor. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh, and, oh, the uh, what do you call it? The professional chicken George. Yeah. Well, yeah. and it's funny because yeah. people are like, oh, well, if one black dude likes Trump. They, they all, all do. do. <laughs> you know what's funny? We joke, but that's exactly their mindset. Yeah. Because you, I remember uh, what was it? I had um, we I had an argument with this one dude yeah. we knew from the cosplay scene and everything, right. who was a huge Trump's uh, Trumper, right. like big time. And we called him out. I uh, called and said, like, you know, Trump is a racist. He does this and everything. Right. He was like, well, if he's racist, why is he, you know, taking pictures with Jesse Jackson? And he's showing photos of with Trump and Jesse Jackson and uh, Al Sharpton. <laughs> you mean back in the day when he was faking being a Democrat? And also when they were all using each other for political Absolutely. gain. Oh, yes. They're genuine friends. They're called photo ops. You fucking idiot. Like <laughs> That's just like when those dudes go out and give homeless people food, but they make sure to record it and put it on YouTube. I mean, like, I mean this is the same dude that thought. Uh, like oh Putin wants to help the United States yeah, it's called cloud chasing yeah cloud chasing yeah oh, oh speaking of Thanksgiving though mm-hmm. uh you went out and bought turkey right yeah what'd you spend on your turkey um oh I, actually sorry I didn't buy the turkey but oh. my mom did and well, everything but the, there was this they, they dude the U.S. government ca- uh gets statistics on everything mm-hmm. apparently there was a report where the av- the average family is spending eighty two hundred dollars on their Thanksgiving dinner Mm-hmm. And this one dude was on, of course, Fox News. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't believe it. I was spending, I spent $100 or $90 on a turkey. $90 for on a turkey. And the price of stamps have gone up 32%. This is Bidenomics. I'm like, Bidenomics? Oh. Yeah. Well, they, <laughs> Biden is actually calling it Bidenomics, but it's because. Oh, that's, so that's a. That's it's a legit term. So it's canon. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but the thing is, he's trying to diss Biden, but one, the. Postmaster General or the guy that's in charge of the post office that increased mm. the price of stamps mm. was appointed by Trump. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. And then he tried to show the the turkey that he bought to show that he spent ninety dollars or hundred something dollars on a turkey. Mm. He bought in California. No, sorry, it's a small town he lives in. That there's only four supermarkets, and he went to the highest end supermarket, bought a turkey that's mm-hmm. naturally bred, naturally fed, mm-hmm. um, all the fucking, basically uh, no the, GMOs, like the top tier turkey. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like the fine wine of turkeys. And they talk about, can you believe I paid not? But motherfucker, get a butterball. It was only 99 cents a pound at Costco. Also, how much <laughs> did you pay for, you know, your Trump posters of him with his head on Rocky's bodies? Oh, your, tr- your Trump doormats. Dude, your, those uh, make me laugh even more. So, why the, who, you are the, 
last person to be bitching about like you yeah. know having to spend so much when or our things are like uh, costing so much when you're buying when you're buying fucking Trump NFTs. That was that there was a the Good Liars. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of them. Mm-hmm. I mentioned them a few times. They were at a rally and it's exactly what they asked the dude. He goes, mm-hmm. he goes, oh yeah, have you tried to buy bread nowadays? Everything's so expensive. I can barely make ends meet. He goes, mm-hmm. oh, that's a nice hat. Did you buy that today? He goes, yeah. yeah. He goes, how much you pay for that? Twenty five dollars. He, <laughs> he goes, is that your only? Is that your only Trump hat? Oh no, no, I got, I got a lot of them. I got a lot of. Them. Right. He goes, how much have you spent on your on your hats? He goes, oh, about a thousand dollars altogether, probably for all my hats. <laughs> he goes, huh? How, okay, how about that? Yeah. And the dude didn't even get what he was trying to tell. They him. never do. Yeah. Here's here's the thing though. It's like it, it's hilarious how unaware they are. Oh yeah. Um, but because again, like they talk about all this shit that. As surprisingly has gone up, yeah, and yet they won't hesitate to buy a you know what do you call it like those fucking like Trump uh, plates with <laughs> him writing NFT. an eagle with him <laughs> writing an eagle while while like holding old painless from Predator. I would love to see a picture of Putin riding a Harley with Trump riding bitch because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's out there. <laughs> oh, it totally. Is. No, there was, and one last thing you're, when you going back to you said blacks for Trumps. Yeah, blacks for Trump. I remember Jordan Klepper back in uh, in the first uh, the first uh, election, 2016. Mm-hmm. He went to a rally, and there was these people. He goes, he goes, oh, all black. He goes, there's a lot of black people. A white dude. He goes, mm-hmm. he goes, oh, there's a lot of black people that support Trump. He goes, oh yeah, where, where are they? He goes, where are they? He goes, well, they're they're over there somewhere. He goes, yeah, no, it looks like a Dave Matthews concert. He goes, it looks <laughs> I remember like, that one. He goes, it looks like yeah, a yeah. Dave Matthews concert, except that Dave actually has, has black, black people <laughs> in his band. Yeah, and then they found one black dude. Yeah, my brother, tell him, my brother. Oh, I know that and one. He goes, oh, so you support Trump? He goes, hell no. no. He <laughs> don't know the price of milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you were talking about like the price of milk and everything, it reminded me of that one dude, and how it, it was it it backfired so spectacularly so on them great, and everything. But so no, great. it's just that whole. It's the going back to the whole like, hey. I have a black friend, so I can't be racist. <laughs> My black son. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. Even right off the bat, that plan was going to backfire. Oh, they're around here. You know, let me, let me, let me go find one. Like yep. they're not Pokemon, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta catch them all, right? Whoa. Whoa, whoa, that's what they tried in the Jim Crow era. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's so funny when you see that dude. It's just so hilarious when they mm. catch him. It. it, it it's called uh, self owning. I mean, yeah. I know you know the term, but yeah, yeah. it's just, just they self own themselves mm-hmm. all the time. And it, you, it's so funny to see the mental gymnastics. Uh-huh. There was one I saw recently, and I'll leave it with this one. Um, they were like, oh, so what do you think about? Hunter Biden uh, getting indicted for mm-hmm. a gun charge. Oh yeah, absolutely, it's great. Blah blah. It should go all the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, they should put him in jail. He's a felon. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, so are you? So you're for mm-hmm. stricter gun control? Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 no, 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 no. We have the right to bear arms. Yeah, but Hunter <laughs> Biden got it. Yeah, he's a felon. They're gonna be like, bro, dude. It's it's <laughs> it's like basically like when I see uh, you know Trumpers, they're like it's like two heads. One is like talking and everything, spouting out all like you know the pro-Trump shit and all yeah. that, like lock him up and all that. And the other head is saying, "Well, on the on the other hand, yeah, it's just like I just wish that they will own their bullshit. Just say that they I'm can't, fucking dude. biased. They can't. Be- yeah, they yeah. can't. There's sometimes where they catch them out there, and all you see is the dial tone in their face. See, here's the thing: is that I'd rather like if I'm gonna get caught on my shit, I'll just flat out say, "Yeah." Oh, my, I, so yeah, at least, at me. least you're, at least you're, uh, what do you call it? Trans, you know, transparent. Yeah, it is way better. It doesn't look good, but it's at least it's way better than having to like do the mental gymnastics yep. or just straight up stand there looking like a fucking idiot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go take a quick break, and we'll get into our topic of the day.
and we're back. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Mm-hmm. So our topic today is the ring dang diggy da dang a dang diggy. Ding ding diggy da dang a dang diggy. So this year mm-hmm. is the fiftieth anniversary of all things hippity hop. That is correct. Um so this past August, I know we're will a little while, but uh, but yeah, but no. This past August marked the 50th anniversary of hip hop because on the uh, I would believe it was like August 14th, 1973, uh, DJ Cool Herc developed the style that was used as one of the additions to the blueprints of hip hop music. Basically, what gave birth to the whole movement. So the story was it was at a um, a back to school block party in the Bronx, and so where the Bronx and that's located where in New York. Oh damn. New- so, so what you're saying is, 50 years ago in New York, two great things came out in uh, New York. Mm-hmm. Two, two great things 50 years ago came out of New York: hip hop and and, uh, and, and uh, raised pizza and me. All right, narcissist. I'm, <laughs> Do not, you th- I'm not narcissist. My mm-hmm. mom told me I was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you trying to say she, my mama was wrong? Eh, not saying she's right. You're dissing on my mom. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Right, uh, but anyway. Uh, so yeah, so uh, basically he created what is known as the break, and if, um, the break is basically the um, basically it's like canceling like the song out. It's basically like extending the song out, and it's a um, it's an instrumental or percussion section during a song that's derived from like related to stop time, hence right. break, and so from the main uh, parts of the song or piece or whatever, and it's uh, interpolated between sections of a song to provide a sense of anticipation. So basically like, you know, how nowadays they're like, drop the bass. This well, was the original drop the bass. Well, he also invented what they referred to as the um, merry-go-round. Mm-hmm. He was the first DJ to mix two records, the same records, put them on two different turntables mm-hmm. so you can go back and forth between them. So you know where they go, because these are, these are, these are, these yep. are, yep, to keep the party going. And he and he would go back and forth between the records and sometimes, mm-hmm. yeah, keep it looping where it goes from one to the other. Yep, yep. And uh, yeah, so the earliest merry-go-round was James Brown's Give It Up, aka Turn It Loose. And Bongo Rock from the you Incredible mean, Bongo you Band. You mean like, I feel like busting loose. And I turn up, think I do, busting loose. <laughs> but yeah, and then uh, and the other one was Bongo Rock being the Incredible Bongo Band, which is one of the most influential um, instrumentals in uh, hip hop. Like a lot of like uh, mixes, instrumentals were from the Incredible Bongo Band. Yeah. And also the third record he used to switch was The Mexican by Babe Ruth. So uh, that is like the trinity uh, songs. The uh, baseball player? Oh, you. <laughs> See, there goes your New York cred right there. The baseball the, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, what, what I mean well, he was a New York Yankee, but I'm come saying. on. However, you're still dumb for saying the that. The babe could do whatever he wants. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, uh, actually, an English rock band from, uh, from uh, what was it called? This is going to be one of the most posh sounding names, but they're probably not posh, but like uh, Hatfield, Hertfordshire, England. Oh, Hertfordshire. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that night was the birth of a movement because um, soon after that um, was the creation of um, b-boying, breakdancing, uh, graffiti, uh, art, and uh, emceeing. So the four pillars of hip hop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, um, but no, I'm sorry. Correction, August 11th. Yeah, right, right, right. But yeah, and uh, history was made then. And you know, um, I fr- I learned that from from actually two sources from a history of hip hop class that I took back in college, but also back in 2017, Google 
they celebrated the, at the time 44th anniversary of hip hop and they had a really cool Google Doodle game where you get to be the old MC. Google Doodle? Yep. So basically it was um they had Fat Pipe Freddy, like an animated version of himself, voicing himself, um, telling this quick like inch, um, story about like the creation of like you know of the break and everything. Right. And then it turns into the game where you have like a stat, uh, what do you call it? a milk crate of uh, records, and you get to put in whatever CDs you want to mix together. You get to like uh, change the pitch, do the break. It was so fun to do, I man. I remember those days yep. when you go to. Bro, I had mm. a buddy that was a DJ, and we would sometimes help him go to gigs. Yeah. Bro, you needed a van or, like, three cars mm-hmm. because you had, like, 10 to 15 crates of records. Yeah. You had a turntable, mm-hmm. mixer, uh, two turntables, mixer, microphone, speakers. And yeah. the speakers were fucking huge because no no venue really provided all their own shit. The DJ had to bring everything. The 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 milk crate is honestly the one of the the symbols of hip hop. Like holding hold or like or street culture because you yeah. use it like to hold the records, but also like in the uh, basketball courts Bro, and everything when you're for, missing when yep. you're missing a net. Put in the milk crate. We used to use it in the hood for basketball hoop, for mm-hmm. carrying records, and sometimes for a seat. Yeah. Like every stoop, mm-hmm. people had milk See, crates. My dad had the milk crate, too, for his records. Um, all of his, like, his uh, R&B records and everything. So uh, Anita Baker, uh, Patti LaBelle, uh, Whitney, all the greats in that milk crate. So every time I see the milk crate, I'm just expecting to see some music in there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we used to procure them from the local bodegas. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, the bodegas. <laughs> Say it with me, bodega. Yeah, we used to we used to procure them. Wink, wink. The five finger discount. I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> they, I don't. I don't think they'll be mad now. No, no, not at all. Yeah, I think I think statute of limitations has ran out. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, with our with your luck and everything, that bodega whoop, owner whoop. is like busting down the door. You steal my milk crate, nigga. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Bro, you'd be surprised. We have some of the fondest memories in the bodega back in the day. I Mm -hmm. I worked in one as a kid during the summers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bro, you know what? He used to give me $20 for working the weekend. Dude, Mm -hmm. that was like a million bucks back then for me. For Mm -hmm. a kid, 20 bucks. (laughs) <laughs> when you're like 13 years old shit oh man i'm saying but yeah but yeah going back but yeah dj cool hork is essentially like you know the let's say like you know the godfather of hip-hop like he created this culture and see you ever have those um people that would say like you know i wish i could flash back to this time if i had a time machine i would go to this time and everything me motherfucker yeah i've done it yeah that would be a moment I would like to take a time machine to and just like witness that revolution. Yeah. And but yeah, so like but like I said, like um since then, um, you know, they would have like he was actually the one that um that coined the term the uh break boys, break girls, b boys, b girls. Yeah. Cause he called the dancers the break boys and the break girls because of the break and everything. Right. And then um since then a lot of like um his style um was like uh taken up by like you know figures such as uh africa mambada grandmaster flash and uh just recently actually sugar hill gang the sugar hill gang um uh, with the curtis blow like it just goes on and on and on curtis blow mm-hmm. oh, these man. are the, the breaks bring it up bring them up bring them up bring down and also don't play don't forget they're playing back Skid ball, that bass. Skid ball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, and just recently, DJ Cool Herc was um, finally, I don't know why it took them so long to do this, 
mm. inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in the Musical Influence Award category. Bro, they need they they need a hip hop Hall of Fame branch, of right? The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Dude. I'm saying, man, and and um, you know, we can go on about that as well and everything, oh, but yeah. yeah, but yeah. So, um, but yeah, fifty years, man, and you don't stop. That to is the hip, just hip hop. You don't, don't stop. stop. Rocking to the bang bang boogie, set up, jump the boogie to so, the mother boogie to be. So like uh, my first like um, exposure to hip hop was mm. uh, through my dad, because uh-huh. um, like um, as I mentioned like in past shows and everything, my musical influence came from my father, right? Because uh, he was always listening to it, you know R and B, jazz, and uh, occasionally hip hop and everything. Because whenever I'm riding with him and his um, his blue Trans Am, um, your father had a blue Trans Am. He did. Wow. Yeah. And it always smelled like Newports. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, a black man that smoked Newports? Yeah. Way to live the I know. <laughs> the menthols, baby. <laughs> Says the Puerto Rican that used to per, uh, you know, steal milk crates. Hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't caught me. Don't catch me out on my bullshit. <laughs> no, you know what's funny about Newports? Back in the yeah. hood, everybody smoked them and they, I didn't smoke them. Either Newports or Cools. No, Newports. And they yeah. used to call them supports. <laughs> okay, so, because people be like, "Yo, let me get a cigarette, motherfucker." These are Newports, not supports. Yeah, go buy your own. <laughs> you know, and they used to sell Lucy's. Yeah, you know what a Lucy is? Of course. Yeah, yeah. For those people who don't know, to educate you, back in the hood, uh, the bodega owner would mm-hmm. open up a pack of cigarettes mm-hmm. and sell one at a time for ten cents. Those were called Lucy's. Why? Because they were loose. You see? Dun dun. dun. <laughs> the more you know <laughs> but yeah hood, edu- hood education <laughs> right but yeah so um but yeah um but and i loved i liked listening to what my dad played in the radio and everything my mom was more about oldies so that didn't catch on with me and everything back then what? why not i was a kid you know yeah. um i can't i can't i can't explain it but i thought that was like old people music so old people, yeah. yeah. You but, mean like how kids think nowadays? Oh, you listen to Nirvana? Oh, that's old. Yeah. Oh, Dad Rock, Blink One Eighty Two, and everything. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, dude. When? Oh my God, Blink yeah. One Eighty Two has now become Dad Rock. Oh yeah, Blink One Eighty Two, Sublime, fucking Foo, Foo Fighters is now Dad Rock. Yeah, well, yeah. But, but Dave Grohl still kills it though. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, of course. But yeah. So, but yeah. Um, just like you know, listening to like you know the original grades, LL Cool J, you know, like and like you know, Afro uh, Mambada, Grandmaster Flash, and all that. So that was like my exposure to hip hop, like, you know, um, you know, being like, you know, um, five, like, you know, like ages four and everything and up and mm-hmm. what have you and been a fan of it ever since, you know. And so you said that, um, like, what was your first exposure? Because I know you were there like. Oh, shit. From the beginning. From the beginning. It was, I mean, as far as like the hip hop culture, it was mm-hmm. like the Rocksteady crew. Um, oh shit but, yeah but the music itself the, i remember the first lp mm-hmm. we ever bought was uh the sugar hill gang mm-hmm. uh everybody knows rappers delight oh that because was, that was like the first major oh, um, yeah, huge uh, uh hip-hop like a uh, music video but also to actually be played on the radio yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it was yeah. so it was the first like they would call mainstream mm-hmm. uh it, it was uh under uh, kind of underground before that mm-hmm. so yeah the first i remember album we ever had in the house was Rapper's Delight. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think I know that fucking song hip, backwards and forward. What stop. you hear is not a test. I'm a rocking to the, the beat. beat. Yep. Skater, bop, a wee bop, a scooby doo. And uh, it used uh, Sheik's Good Times um, as like, you know, the instrumental. Oh, yeah. Good, good times. These are, which is, by the way, a, a cornerstone song of every black cookout. Oh, yeah. Come yeah, on, yeah. That one in. Uh, Cool in the gang celebration. Um, and anything by um, 
by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 But yeah. But no. Um. But yeah, that was like, man, that was like, that was it. That's what like, uh, that was like, that's when like hip hop started finally breaking into like uh, the mainstream. mainstream yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. So it it just like it's just amazing how much um influence hip hop has had with our culture and the fact that it's um it all started because of a of you know a dj just wanted to keep the party going yeah you know it's um and also um we look back at that um at that era of like you know the early early hip-hop and everything and like you said it was underground you know a lot of like the stuff and everything you could only hear about it from one guy that knows a guy that knows a guy and so sugar hill Kane comes on and then that's what like you know started to like show you know middle america white america what hip-hop was all about and everything <laughs> well according to eminem mm -hmm. he could be one of their kids mm -hmm. get it yeah that's a lyric <laughs> So, but yeah, I mean, it was a movement. Uh, what happened was that started the beginning of the era of uh, uh, public park uh, DJ uh, mm -hmm. battles because they used yeah. to have battles and so, mm -hmm. but or sometimes just you know how people have these organized uh, uh, gatherings and shit. Mm -hmm. No man, it was just some DJ decided to show his skills, so mm -hmm. he was he would set up his uh, system mm -hmm. in, the, in the schoolyard, the park, mm -hmm. and people would just start gathering. They start hearing the music from everywhere because mm -hmm. you could hear it in the neighborhood everywhere. Mm -hmm. And just people would start gathering and dancing and fucking grooving. Mm -hmm. You know, the 40s would be flowing. Mm -hmm. And very rarely the cops ever had to get called. Right. You know? Because it was the hood and everybody mm -hmm. expected the noise. There was no, hey, we're getting noise complaints. Shut the mm -hmm. fuck up. <laughs> nobody was complaining about the noise. Everybody, dude, there was nobody left to fucking complain about the noise. Everybody right. was out in the fucking park. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, and honestly, like, you know, what do you, what do you, like, uh, what's the problem? We're just playing some music. Well, besides mm -hmm. that, you know, uh, you, you call a cop. Two car, even if two cop cars pulled up, like four cops show up, and there's like 500 blacks and Puerto Ricans, they'd be like, Yeah, fuck this. Mm. <laughs> I'm leaving. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. But to witness those, see, again, like, you know, that's like a decade I would like to, like, flashback to in New it, York. It like, was to, fun. like, to see the battles, not only the DJ battles, but the B boy battles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that was, the break was, dancing battles. Bro, every, you know, there was so many people that used to carry around fucking a roll of uh, linoleum mm -hmm. or cardboard boxes. Mm -hmm. See, people started using uh, cardboard boxes first. Mm -hmm. But then, like, when they realized that with linoleum, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with linoleum, it's like a roll of, like, kind of like plastic instead of mm -hmm. using tiles mm -hmm. they would just roll this out on the floor and, and put it on the ki like kitchen floors and shit right, right. so they, and they were like a uh, a smooth waxy surface mm -hmm. so people just to fucking take a piece of that and just lay it out on the fucking uh floor in the street and be able to fucking spin it was it was fun i could mm -hmm. even windmill back in the day mm -hmm. i'll probably break my hip now <laughs> but, uh, that was that was about 100 pounds ago you see like you know um we've seen like a lot of growth in the uh, art of uh b-boying yeah. uh but like nothing beats like the fundamentals oh, no. like you know the windmill yep. the freeze the top rock yep. but yeah um there was a there was a guy the most famous b-boy in new york was a uh, bole bole lou Mm. Yeah, he was he was probably one of the best ever, and uh, also uh, Crazy Legs, Crazy from Legs the, from the Rocksteady crew. Crazy, well, both Bo Lou and him were both part. And of like the, Rock the Rocksteady Steady. crew, like they were like the first the like known. The they were like the first well known yeah. uh, dance crew. They were like the Jabberwockies of their time. Yeah, there would be oh, no Jabberwockies true. without yeah them. 
what's it called? The uh, NOA, like, you know, the um, the Rocksteady 2's crew could top rock so that the Jabberwockies could break um, break spin. Then there was the Get Fresh crew. The Get Fresh crew. Yeah, uh, was, uh, oh, that was one of them. Um, Dougie Fresh. That was like Dougie Fresh's crew, yep. wasn't it? Dougie Fresh and the yep. Get Fresh crew. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, Dougie Fresh. Oh man, Dougie Fresh. That, and that's an, another influential figure because yep. who doesn't? Who isn't that as a hip hop ad hasn't heard the show? Oh yeah. Using that Inspector Gadget like instrument. You know what's funny is that I first heard that. In New Jack City, but you remember, know, that, remember yeah. that movie? But you know, so, it's a drop when it starts going. Ba -da 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 -ba -da -da. The horns but, come on, everybody yeah. starts. Oh, yeah! It was New, uh, New Jack City. I. I uh, watched it, and when I mean yeah. watch, I snuck in to watch it while my dad was watching it. Yep. I'd be up at the top of the stairs, like trying to peek, and it was the scene where there um, was the Snipes, Alan Payne, and their crew yeah. are at that New Year's party, and you had um, I think Flavor Flav uh, made a cameo in there. I think so. Yeah, uh, but they were like uh, playing like you know the show, and as a kid, I'm like, is that? Are they playing Inspector Gadget? <laughs> and, yeah. and, that was, and that's the beauty about hip hop is that the most unexpected songs can be um, used in like in a hip hop song, yeah. and it would slap. Like uh, speak, actually, now that I mentioned that, just real quick, yeah. you know, um, an unexpected source of like hip hop culture was uh, Ducky from uh, NCIS. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, he The man from Uncle? The the man from Uncle. Before he was Ducky, before he was the man from Uncle, he was actually a musician. And uh, one of his um uh, what's it called? His uh, songs, um, his instrumentals mm -hmm. was actually used in um what was it? For Dr. Dre, um the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Bing, 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 bing. So that's right, yep. folks. Ducky is a hip hop legend. <laughs> uh, uncanonically. Yeah. Uh, but actually, speaking of canonically, uncanonically, mm -hmm. the very first major hip hop slash rap song to mm -hmm. be to break the top ten mm -hmm. was by a white woman. Oh, are you talking about Blondie? Blondie. Mm -hmm. the Rapture. Yep. Yep. Oh man. She was one of the first rappers. Yeah, yeah. The first white girl rapper. <laughs> yeah, take that, Iggy Azalea. Yeah. Take that, JoJo. <laughs> I can't name any other female white rappers. There was there was a this is gonna be like a um what do you call it? Um a deep cut. Yeah. Uh Lady Sovereign. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless you wanna unless you wanna include Fergie in there. Fucking the uh what do you call it? The Anita Baker of Woo Girl music. Bro, she's changed <laughs> she's changed music genres like four times. Yeah. She was in an, a female R and B type group back they, in the nineties. They were supposed to be like a in vogue Spice Girls type of thing. Yes, the white in vogue. Yeah. Because yeah, it was three white girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget their name. Anyway, yeah. But let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're back. Thank you guys for continuing to hang out with us. So we are talking about the history of hip-hop celebrating its 50th anniversary. Mm. The exact anniversary is a little late, but you know what? Fuck it. Celebrate the whole year. Why not, mm -hmm. right? Because hip-hop ain't just on one month. Ain't? Ain't just on one month? Ain't just on one month. Anyway, but yeah, so... Um, now we're gonna talk about like our favorite albums. Now, um, I know that we wanted to like talk about our top 10, but... Yeah. 
That would take a long time, and oh, we all man. know that you ain't got y'all ain't got that type of time. We ain't and got everything. that time. We ain't got no time. Man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, so let's gonna start out with, and um, th- uh, this should be like a whole series actually. So like, cause we can't we can't just talk about hip hop like just on one episode. Are you serious? Dead serious. <laughs> serious? Cause you said serious. Yeah, serious, super serial. Um, but yeah, let's uh, kick off. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, with uh, our top uh, our top five albums, and uh, let's uh, start with uh, the hostess with the mostess. You call me a hostess? Yeah, like a Twinkie. I mean, you're a Twinkie. Your sister's a Twinkie. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> she's so, spongy and full of white stuff. Honestly, well, if we're gonna start, wow. <laughs> it, it, if we're going to talk about, um, uh, well, we're going to talk about top five. And we're going to start mm-hmm. on the number five and work our way down. Mm-hmm. Damn. Um, or you don't have to do it in like any uh, order because that's tough as well. Yeah. And everything. Well, so yeah. I got to start out with, honestly, because mm-hmm. um, it was back in my kid, in my childhood days because mm-hmm. we would emulate their style of dress. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted a pair of uh, gazelles. Oh, I know what the you're, was you're run DMC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it had to be King of Rock. Right on. It was their second album. Mm -hmm. Their first album was just called Run DMC. Mm -hmm. And fun fact, they were one of the first acts by uh, Def Jam Records. Mm -hmm. It was them and a young man named uh, James. Mm. You know who I'm talking about. Jam Master J. No, James. James. It's Cool Mo. Oh, was it not? Cool Mo D? No, 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 no. Fuck. Ah, LL Cool J. Oh, okay. Lady. No. Motherfucker, you, you think that was your first mistake. You have to say the whole thing. No, but Ladies love cool James. No, just James, man. He was a young man named James. Right. You have like to say a, it like a tribe called Quest. Like a skinny kid with big ears. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but Run DMC, that one had to be my favorite of this because I loved the, one of my favorite ones was uh, King of Rock. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the King of Rock. There is no, no. higher. <clears throat> Sucker MCs should call me sire. Yeah. That and uh, mm-hmm. you talk too much. Mm-hmm. You talk too much. You never shut up. Oh, boy, you talk too Which much. is a favorite of uh, Matthew from Botchamania. Whenever <laughs> they call spots in the ring, you can hear it. <laughs> yeah. No, and it was just it, it was just a fucking album that was you could play it over and over again, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was there was another big hit they had on there called uh, You Can Rock It Like This. I Can Rock It Like This. You know? You don't remember it? No, you I can't. do that. Yeah. And then Motherfucker. Come on. <laughs> you try to do that whole old man thing. Back in my day. You've never heard of that. The, the old man gatekeeping shit. Yep. You, you know what's funny, though? Like, Def Jam was started out by Russell Simmons. Mm-hmm. He had no talent. But anyway. But he knew bro- people his, with talent. Well, That's his, all that matters. His brother was the talent. Because mm-hmm. his brother is the run part of Run DMC. Mm-hmm. Reverend Run. Reverend Run. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was his, that's his brother. Yeah. But no, dude, And it was just an album that... It was so good. You could sit there and listen to it all day, mm-hmm. because it was back. Back it was still the time where hip hop was fun. Mm-hmm. Like there was ones that had messages because around the same time you had guys like Houdini, mm-hmm. where they had like white lies. Right, you know why? Right. There was about a, the cocaine problem there, in the eighties. Yeah, the, a lot of like uh, the early acts, you know, yep. um, were like, storytellers about like um, the urban plight that was going oh, on. Yeah. Like hell, like um, Grandmaster Flash, yep. the message, the message. Yeah, yep. no, the the great part about White Lies is everybody remembers the rang dang diggity dang 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 diggity dang 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 because I was a bit of an angry young man sometimes. You, what? <laughs> you? No, it was. I was a very uh, rebellious mm-hmm. kid. Not against my mom. It was rebellious against the status quo. I was the kid that White listened people. to. 
<laughs> no, well, not only that, it's just the neighborhood in general. Right, right, right. Because I was, I was called white boy. Because mm-hmm. if you see pictures of me, it's like, <laughs> bro, I lived in such a ethnic, heavy neighborhood. But I've seen your your childhood was, photos. You're a, you're about as white as what? Bro, but a, I was the white pack of cools. But I was the whitest <laughs> kid in my neighborhood. Right. <laughs> so by by default, you were I, whitey. I was the white kid. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, but anyway, that must, that must have like uh, made your mom happy. Oh yeah, what they call you? <laughs> what they call you? No, but the, and the thing is, if you saw my father, it's like okay, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, it was uh, fear of a black planet. Ah, public enemy. Base, how low can you go? go? Incredible, rhyme animal. Five will say freeze. Because that mm-hmm. fear of a black planet is the one that have fight the power. Which Absolutely, is the, the iconic song. Fight the power. Yeah, they yeah. became. There were more of the. Uh, mm-hmm. There were more of the the. The militant. Kinda, yeah, it was yeah. kind of like the punk rock of hip hop. It was. It was. Yeah, I see it as. Um, well, while Grandmaster Flash was the Martin Luther King of hip hop, Public Enemy was definitely the Malcolm X. Oh yeah, because the, not welcome o- to the Terradome. Because not only did they talk about like you know racial issues and political issues that was going on and that affected the black community, yep. they were pissed off about it. Oh, so yeah. instead of just telling us about it, they were like told like uh, tell like you know what their uh, real opinion on it. Yep. And then nine one one is a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was the first song that Flavor Flavor was actually the lead on. Because right, because he's that, the hype he man. He was the hype man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people know fucking Flavor Flav to this day. I think the dude's almost seventy, and he's like, yeah. Boy, everybody still knows that shit. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, yeah uh, but no. Um, whenever I hear nine one is a joke, it just takes me back to that scene from uh, Boys in the Hood. Oh yeah, where after um, Trey, Trey and his dabber's uh, house got ro- broken into. Yeah, it took what the cops like an hour to get there. <laughs> Bro. I called nine one one a long time ago. That's you see, you can't just it's a bop as mm-hmm. the kids say. Right. Yeah. After that, honestly, again, going to my more. Uh, Rebellion. I, I don't know. I guess I liked angry hip hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, was uh, enter the thirty enter the enter the oh, Wu Tang thirty six chamber. Yeah, right Pro- on. I mean, you have protect your neck. Yeah, yeah. Method Man. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody knows that one. M E T H O D Man. Hey, yeah. you get off my <laughs> cloud. You don't know me. You don't know my style. We be getting. Sorry, I gotta. Yeah, keep, yeah you know how it keeps going. Yeah. Um, Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Mm-hmm. Um, that some of those songs. Is just so crazy, you know. Mm. Cream, everybody knows Cream, mm, of course. But actually, you know what was my favorite song on there? Because again, I liked it more angry. Mm. Bring the ruckus, bring the motherfucking the ruckus. ruckus. They was just so bring good. the motherfucking ruckus. They were so just like, Urgh. it was mm. fucking great, dude. Mm. You know, it, it's that was one of my yeah. I had to be this. Is that it? Yep. Mm. And then. Honestly, and keeping going with the uh, angry young man. <laughs> I theme. love how you you started out so happy with Run DMC, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. started going angsty. That should tell you what my life went. No, actually, you know what? It's it is, uh, no white people are angsty. Um, co- um, color people are just pissed off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Onyx. Oh, Onyx, right on. You know, slam, slam, bup, da, 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 da. Let the boys be boys. Yeah, it's another one in the gutter one. That whole that whole mm-hmm. album. It's funny that two of the group members became more actors than they were hip hop. Oh, Fredro Star and Sticky Fingers. Yep, yeah. Sticky Fingers. Fredro Star, Blade. I remember from fucking uh, what was it, Moesha. He was he was <laughs> the he well, was. Wasn't he also in a movie with Tupac? Uh, no, no, with Janet Jackson, wasn't it? Uh, Poetic Justice. Um, no, no, above the rim, some shit like that. He was in one of those movies. No, no, he, Sunset Park. You're thinking of? Yeah, with okay. uh, with a uh, real Pearlman. But yeah, yeah, he did like you know he he has like a lengthy uh, filmography like yep. you know Strapped with Bukim Woodbine, Clockers, 
um, black and white, yep. lighted up with, uh, I think that was with Usher, actually. Yeah, and the album I'm talking about is called Back the Fuck Up. Mm-hmm. Back the fuck up before you get smacked the fuck up. Yeah. Right, right. And uh, coincidentally, Jam Master J, um, that was, uh, it was produced by one of, uh, he was one of the producers on that one, yep. along and, with uh, Def Jam. So an, an unsung in that one. They didn't get a lot of radio play. It was called Throw Your Guns. Mm-hmm. Throw your guns in the air and butt, butt, butt like you just don't care. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was, that was, that was, damn, damn, you're taking mm-hmm. me back, yo. I'm going back. And let me see, that's four. Mm-hmm. The fifth one, it's a little less angry, but it was still a fun. And it was actually the very first uh, gold hip hop album of all time. It's probably the best-selling hip-hop record of all time. And it is by three Jewish kids. I knew they were going to be on that list. <laughs> three Jewish kids from New York. Yeah. Two, of them from, two of them from Brooklyn and one of them from Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm talking about the Beastie Boys. You yeah. got to fight for your right to party. Which, fun fact, was also produced by Def Jam and Russell Simmons. Yep. Um, <laughs> Rick Rubin like, was like their mentor. He was basically the Obi-Wan Kenobi. Wait, Rick them. Rubin, the best producing, the best hip-hop producer of all time, and he's a Jewish guy? Right. <laughs> <laughs> the first, the like I think I like to say, like, great moments of black history. Rick Rubin, the first the first white man to be invited to the cookout. Well, that, mm-hmm. that's what makes me laugh about yeah. people who are kind of, I don't want to say ignorant, but yeah, there's no other word but ignorant. Yeah. Oh, white people in Rap, no way. White people in hip hop, nah, man. It's yeah, a, it's a black thing. It's a black mm-hmm. thing, bro. The one of the best producers of all time is a Jewish guy. And honestly, Beastie Boys, and this is before Eminem. Hell, I wouldn't even say before Vanilla Ice. Yeah. Uh, that you had not only white kids doing hip hop, but it was also like one of like the biggest like you know mainstream hip hop hits that appealed to uh, right. white America. Yeah, you know, because, well, one because they felt safe with them, I guess, because they were right. black guys. But two, right. because they didn't look like hip hop artists of the time. No, they didn't wear baggy clothes. Mm-hmm. They didn't wear kangos, not like that. And also, yeah. they were a punk rock band. Yeah. and decided to get into hip hop, and they fucking killed it. Who doesn't know "Fight for Your Right" to party? And honestly, that one is like a very influential one because that's the most relatable to all these suburban kids, especially ones like you know. And this is like post Rick, um, risky business. Yeah, you know the whole fantasy of throwing like your parents are away. You're yep. throwing this big ass party. Everyone's invited. Well, and- they were also they were also one of the first ones to use their own original music mm-hmm. to uh, for their back tr- backing track. Yeah, no no fight, sampling. No, fight for your right was actually them playing the instruments mm-hmm. on it, and it was one of the very first ones. And they were influential in the hip hop because they were different. You know, they didn't mm-hmm. want, they, they were totally against, like, I guess you could say they were nonconformist mm-hmm. at the time, which being a hip hop fan, you were nonconformist already. Oh, yeah. But my favorite track about from them in that album, of course, you're probably going to know what it is. Mm-hmm. Straight, uh, was it No Sleep Till Brooklyn? No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Yeah, that one. And mm-hmm. uh, every track on there is a bop, dude. Brass mm-hmm. Monkey, mm-hmm. Uh, Brass Paul, Monkey, Paul Revere, mm-hmm. dude. Every I mean, you can't play a track on there, and people who are true hip hop fans don't know it. Mm-hmm. So before Eminem, before uh, the whole, you know, the whole early two thousands rap 
what was it rap metal thing mm-hmm. or rap rock? Oh, new thing? metal. Yeah, new yeah. metal rap yeah. rock, whatever the Limp Biscuit bullshit. Yeah, yeah. That was the Beastie Boys. They right. mixed rap and rock mm-hmm. together. You know, right? And they, I mean, they're still icons to this day. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. one of them passed. That was it, MCA. Um, no, yeah, no, Mike D. Mike D. Yeah, Mike D. And for fuck cancer. Yeah, but Mike D. Passed, but I mean, they're still icons for them. Mm-hmm. And, and they were they were so different in their methods, even all the way up to like intergalactic. Because oh, it was such inter- a different, yeah. different sound. Dude, Intergalactic yeah. blew up. Like I was in eighth grade when that when that uh, dropped, and I ha- and I bought that uh, album um, yep. and everything, and like just fucking, it it just shows like how they were able to roll with the times yep. without missing a beat on like what made them great. Yeah, yeah. And and just as a bonus, mm-hmm. you know, was because speaking of rap, rock, or new metal, whatever the fuck mm-hmm. they were calling it, mm-hmm. um, there was a soundtrack in the 90s one of my favorite soundtracks of all time mm-hmm. is from a movie called Judgment Night mm-hmm. it, Judgment Night starred Cuba Gooding Jr. and Emilio Estevez along with Dennis Leary mm-hmm. and it was an amazing movie I don't know if you ever saw it I yeah I also had like a Stephen Dorff and Jeremy Piven yep. and I had yeah you uh, you mentioned Dennis Leary right was that Dennis Leary? Yeah, yeah. Dennis Leary played the bad guy. And yeah, he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a, Basically, it was, it was, long story short, it was about these friends who were going to, uh, I guess, a, a, a game mm-hmm. and, uh, in an RV they rented, and they mm-hmm. get lost along the way and end up on the wrong side of the track. So it was kind of like a whole like warriors type of thing, like yeah. um, getting chased in like in like a very like on one night. Yeah, and, and they had yeah. to survive the night, mm-hmm. and it was it, it was one of the it was the very first time they had. A, a whole album of rap, rap and rock mix because the very first rap rock song I remember, mm-hmm. uh, even before "Walk This Way" by Run DMC and uh, Aerosmith, mm-hmm. was which is also a great track, mm-hmm. uh, was "Public Enemy" and of all people, mm-hmm. Anthrax. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bring uh, it was like a, bring, the, bring noise. the noise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bring the noise, but dude. That song went so fucking hard, man. Bring Let the me noise. Tell you. Yeah. And, okay, so a lot of people when they think the rap rock beating, yep. they think um, Run DMC and Aerosmith yep. have walked his way. Uh, that was it was great, and yep. but we knew that was like a very like family friendly type of song. It was a safe song. It was a safe song, yeah. right? Anthrax was like, oh fuck that, we're gonna yep. bring they, because like they brought both like the anger from like uh, hip hop yep. and punk yep. well, or and thrash, thrash metal, but, thrash but, metal. And the thing is with Anthrax, uh-huh. they were huge hip hop fans because yeah. because they're from New York, yeah, and from Long Island. Mm. And one of their biggest hits was called um, "I'm the Man," mm-hmm. and it's a rap song, yeah, but set to rock music. Mm-hmm. You've heard it before, yeah, yeah. Charlie beat the beat, yeah, yeah. Always on the smell of my feet. <laughs> and it, I always love the guy Dave. He goes, mm-hmm. you, you might get sleeping. Mm-hmm. No, man, it's fuck. Oh, sorry. Watch the beat. I'm on your face. I'm in your case. It, it was a great fucking song. But no, that. Uh, but anyway, Judgment Night mm-hmm. had um, a mix. Uh, it was a one hip hop group and a, uh, a metal or a rock band. Mm-hmm. Like you, um, they had a song. It was such mm-hmm. a good track called Just mm-hmm. Another Victim. Mm-hmm. It was House of Pain and Helmet. You're just another victim, kid. Mm. And Run DMC had a track on there. It was called "Me Myself and My Microphone" with mm-hmm. Living Color. Oh, oh, Living Color. Yeah. Pearl yeah, Jam yeah. did a did a track with Cypress Hill. Mm-hmm. Then there was Faith No More. Yeah, Faith No oh, More. Oh, damn. With Booyah Tribe. Mm-hmm. Oh, Booyah Tribe. They were yeah. they were really underrated. Yeah, like a like a Samoan hip hop group. It, yeah. it was called Another Body Murdered. Mm-hmm. It's just another body murdered. Another body mm-hmm. murdered. Then you had uh, Cypress Hill with Sonic Youth. Mm-hmm. 
uh, missing link with Dinosaur Jr. and Del the Funky Homo Sapien. <laughs> yeah. F- uh, Freak Mama mm. with uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot and Mud Honey. Right. Oh, dude, man, Mud Honey. Yeah. And yeah. this, dude, this led, I think, to the uh, sur- uh, resurgence mm. or resurgence of mm-hmm. uh, body count. Mm-hmm. It was Ice-T with Slayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because everybody forgets about body count. Yep. And uh, then, that was like the original, like, uh, All Cops Are Bastards, yep. the anthem. And then uh, Judgment Night with Biohazard mm-hmm. and uh, Onyx. And then it was also, mm. this one was more of like the, the mellow track. Mm-hmm. It was called Fallen with De La Soul and Teenage Fan Club. Mm-hmm. Fallen, Fallen. Yeah, it was, mm-hmm. the, the whole thing was, so that was my, I guess that's my bonus track. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> what are yours? All right. So in no particular order. And um, Did you so say order? Order. Jesus Christ, old man. Yeah, this is an old man. Yeah, not as old as you. <laughs> uh, so well, I'm going to start out with, actually, it was on your list, um, 36 Chambers by the Wu-Tang Clan. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Now, I remember the day I first saw that album. That was actually part of my, um, my uh, sister's collection. Because uh, she listened to some hip hop as well. Ooh, your so, sister was edgy. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, uh, she was like, you know, I remember she had like a witch face. Wait, like, at the same a time witch as witch face? Yeah. A hip hop and a witch face? Well, well, not, well, like, less hip hop. Like, she was into like oh. uh, some stuff and everything. But, like, I remember, like, um, just a quick story. She, um, remember when the craft came out, <laughs> her and her friends started, like, the base with their own coven. It was like, it was like that meme. What is yeah. it? That the one I posted. Oh, that, like, uh, uh, the, the craft is this, uh, juice for goth girls. <laughs> 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 but yeah um but yeah i'm going through her cds because like i was a nosy little brother so yeah and then i see the album for 36 chambers the cover which was so ominous and it didn't look like a typical rap album cover no like it looked like like some freemason well shit, they all had know? their faces covered covered and everything and so um started listening to it and me being like a martial arts film fan I instantly um, was drawn to Wu Tang Clan. You mean as soon as you heard the first track and the first thing you hear is so, hop, 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 hop. No, it was like Shaolin Shadow Boxing. Yeah. In the Wu Tang Source style. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu Tang could be dangerous. You know what's one of the best things on that album? Is mm-hmm. when they're. Uh, in, uh, they're into one, uh, one upping each other. Yeah, he goes, "I'm gonna take your nuts." And, yeah, and put oh, them in the, the torture, drawer, like, the torture wow, song. Oh yeah, and like and, and sizzle like, yeah, you and know, everything. I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a, a bat yeah. with nails in it and just beat you on your dick, Blah. and <laughs> forever and ever and ever. But no, actually, I'm glad you brought that up because that yeah. was one of the great things about the 36 Chambers because it actually felt like a movie rather than an album yeah. because it was like um it was a brand of storytelling that we really didn't see in hip hop it was nope. like very episodic between yeah. so you had like the interludes and everything yo 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 Shali just got busted ward is bond yeah. but is he dead what the fuck you mean he's dead man so yeah. like you it's like this like um it was like this story yep. that was happening throughout the album which has always been one of my favorite like type of albums it was like the storytelling type of album like i remember um Another, it's not part of the, like the top five, but it is like one of my favorites is um, Return of Magnificent right. by Dr. by DJ Jazzy Jeff, and it um it was basically the whole story of the album is him going to go pick up his driving from I think um I forgot what city it was in, but he had to drive to ATL, which is going to be like a long drive to go pick up his son and everything. Yeah. Well, just a bit of trivia mm-hmm. on also that that album. The reason why they keep referring to Shaolin mm-hmm. was well, Staten Island. 
it, it's the projects in Staten Island, mm-hmm. not Staten Island itself. Yeah, yeah. Because if you go to Staten Island, you can see that it, the mm-hmm. the uh, black community is very centrally located in the projects. A mm-hmm. lot of it around the outside is like Pete Davidson likes to say, mm-hmm. very racist. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but no, um, it's more Colin Yost but, than it is Pete Davidson, right? But no, like, um, like you said, like you know, like almost every song on there was yep. a banger. Cream, get the money, cash rules, everything around me. Cream, get, get the, the money, money. dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Um, what was it? Bring the ruckus, shame on the nigga, clan in the front. Um, can it, uh, can it be also uh, like you have to do? You have to sing it like the Isaac Brothers. Can it be all so simple, man? <laughs> um, the mystery of chess boxing. That one. That beat goes yeah, that so good. fucking hard, and ODB tears it up on that one. And see, that was a great thing about this album was that every member like kills it on a track. It was like a collaborative because it was yeah. The Wu Tang Clan. People think that they were a group. Yes, they were a group. However, they were more of a of a group of individuals who came together. Like they were they all were a together. Collective. Connect considered the Wu Tang Clan, right? A collective yeah. mm-hmm. because Method Man had his own shit. Uh, Old Dirty Bassett had his own shit. The RZA, the mm-hmm. Jizza, Ghostface Killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the uh, the Wu Tang Clan. Like what was great about it is that it showed like you know the mainstream the the um the brotherhood or sibling if you will of hip hop and martial arts films. Like, as I mentioned, like, you know, they use, like a lot of their inspiration came from Kung Fu movies. Hip hop and Kung Fu have like, you know, go hand in hand. Even when we were talking about, I was about to mention this when we were talking about B-Boys and like the battle, the DJ battles and everything. Those were from Kung Fu movies. Like uh, breakdance battles were like inspired by Kung Fu movies. It's like, you know, you watch a classic Shaw Brothers film, you're gonna see two men facing each other. Like they're doing their forms. Like, this is my crane style. Just like with uh, B-Boys, this is my style. And then, then that's when they start to battle and everything. In fact, if you look at like old like footage of like um, the early battles, you'll see some brothers there rocking the Chinese, the, uh, oh, yeah. the Kung Fu jackets. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, and everything. it was the late, it was the mid, late 70s. Kung Fu, it was all about Kung Fu theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, so that one, it just like mystified me when I was a kid from right. from the album cover to the songs and been a Wu-Tang cl- uh, fan ever since and it's hard to like again like it's hard to like choose like what's the best song because all of them are bangers but yep. like um what was it the uh protect your neck you know like just like the the flow and like the bars and everything it just it's like one of my favorite tracks is like what grab my nut get screwed ow here comes my Shaolin style wow. This yep. like true B A B boo. Can Swoo! I get a hit? Can I get a hit? Here we yep. go. Yep. So yeah, definitely thirty six chambers. Uh, then the next one is um, two thousand by Dr. Dre. Now I was it was tough to choose between the Chronic See, and two thousand one. I wanted to include Dr. Dre. If it would have been yeah. a top ten, Dre would have been in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. But uh, but the uh, two thousand one was like so influential like of course the chronic was because that was like you know also the debut of a young man by the name of calvin broadus aka snoop the chronic the chronic yep um but yeah so you know you still have still dre the next episode um just like and but like the story behind it was great because that was i would let me see around like almost almost like nine years or eight but basically, it was a huge uh, chunk of time between that album and The Chronic. Right. Because Dre was do, doing mostly um, produ- uh, production, 
Like, you know, he was mentoring Snoop Dogg. He was mentoring Eminem and everything. So it was a while till we got to see a um, a Dr. Dre album. Yeah. You know, but... Well, he had took a big break after, like, NWA. Yeah, after that, Easy e what, yeah. and the uh, East Coast, West Coast thing. And that's why they had still Dre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, because a lot of folks, like, they were doubting, like, does he still have it? Does he still got it and everything? It was like, well, well motherfucker, we're talking about Dre. But also <laughs> that album was to show, like, yeah, I still got it. Yeah, I've been out for a while and everything, yep. doing probably my producing thing, but I'm still Dre. Yep. Um, and, of course, we got... um. The next episode that we mentioned earlier, because so yeah, so uh, David McCallum, so aka uh, uh, Ducky, did the yep. um, um, like you know, did the instrumental for it and everything, or created the instrumental that they used to sample. They sample it, but yeah, uh, but no, not uh, actually. You're thinking of another next episode, but this one is you're like, right. uh, yeah, la di da di da. It's the motherfucker D-O-G. Dr. Dre, motherfucker. Um, I remember so Christmas, um. One like a Christmas back when I was like a sophomore, mm. I that was on my Christmas list, so I got that for uh, um, for Christmas, and I'm listening to it. And my dad, this is a classic, um, you know, parent wants to listen to like what their kids are listening to. Like, what right, are you right. listening to, son? I was like, oh, here's a uh, Dr. Dre, you know, and everything. So he puts on the headphone because I was listening on my yeah. Walkman. Snoop Dogg. He's like, nope. oh. Damn, oh shit. <laughs> and my dad was like shocked, like, oh man, this is good <laughs> and everything. So um but yeah, so but yeah, two thousand one, that was a great one. Um, because it showed that Dre still had it, but also just like the bangers on there, man. And like it's just like a timeless G Funk West Coast album, you know. And um my next one is from Arrested Development, right. not the TV show. We're talking Arrested the al- the yeah. alternative Mr. Hip-hop, Wendell. Yep, the Mr. alternative hip hip hop group yeah. uh, from the south. They had Mr. Wendell, yep. People Every Day, um, Tennessee. Uh, it's like everyday oh, people. See, I was yeah. resting in the park, minding my own my own business as I kick up the treble yep. tone on my radio tape player box, right? But yeah, so that they became really big when I was in second grade, and every time I hear. That album, which is um, three years, five months, and two days in the life of. Right. Um, they, uh, it just takes me back to like, you know, second grade. We're on the bus and like um, the um, the bus driver um, was this um, middle-aged black lady, but she loved to crank up the music and everything. <laughs> and, of course she did. Yep. And um, so, you know, I would hear people every day as I'm going to school, Tennessee. But oh, what made yeah, 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 Tennessee. Tennessee. See, take me to another place. Take, take me, me to, to another, another land. Yep. Um, so what made um, Arrested Development so unique is that they didn't look like your typical hip hop group. They yeah. were like a bunch of like, you know, hippies yep. uh, from the motherland. They look like they smell like patchouli. They look like they would be selling you like, you know, some uh, bean pie. Some incense. And, uh, some incense and like some oils and everything, you know. Um, but yeah, but there was such a great sound with them. And they were like, you know, the original, like, you know, before Erica Badu, before, um, you know, what do you call it? Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill and everything before, before Fuji's. Yep. Um, it was them. And their their whole sound was just so wholesome, but at the same time they were talking about like some pretty dark stuff. Well they were they were what you refer to as probably honestly, this nowadays they'd be referred to as hipsters. Yeah. Oh yeah, they totally were hipsters yep. and everything. 
Um, I have people every day was, um, it's such like an upbeat song, but it tells a story about like how he, like the main character is trying to avoid violence, yeah. you know, cause like, you know, until a group of brothers started bugging out, drinking the 40 ounce, going the nigger route, disrespecting my black queen, holding the crotches and being obscene, you know? So, yeah. and is that whole, like, you know, they were kind of the anti hip hop, hip hop. Right. Well, they were, they, they weren't the anti hip hop. They were the anti stereotypical image right that's you know? what i mean yeah but at the time it was the image you know yeah yeah bitches and, and hoes and right because yeah. like you know g-funk was on the rise because yeah. like uh because i believe that album came out like a year after um the chronic yeah. and I, and of course it, it came after like you know um straight out of compton and everything um name ice cube so and um and honestly like it showed like how hip-hop isn't black and white there's so like there's like different genres you know there's the west coast there's the east coast there's the um conscious hip-hop there's the gangster rap yep. and then uh, and, and, and now you have the alternative hip-hop you know like you know the ones that you'll see them like hanging out in a um cafe and a coffee shop on a college campus you know so yep. but yeah they were like you know they told a lot of great stories like mr wendell um here here for a dollar have half a dollar here about two yeah um and uh people every day and of course tennessee uh tennessee is one of my favorite tracks on there um and it told about like basically you know the love for the motherland you know take me to another place take me to another land make me forget all that hurts me let me understand your plan and you know about like um the ghosts of the past yeah all all like you know generational trauma so their storytelling upbeat but they were taking on some dark stuff and everything. And, uh, but yeah. And then my next one is, uh, late registration by Kanye West. Um, before, yeah, before that, all that, all the shit that we see Kanye is doing and everything, you know, he was one of the most promising rappers, um, at the time. And now during the hip hop's climate, when Kanye was on the rise was mostly like Southern hip hop. It was more about the chains, the grills, the rims. So it was a very like materialistic, um, age of hip hop. Right. Um, a lot of like, you know, little John, the East side boys, Yin Yang twins, they were taking up all the airplay Yang Yang twins. and like the East coast was pretty much like on the down low and everything. It right. almost felt like a hip hop star Wars, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then here comes Kanye, where his lyrics were more about storytelling. They were more about, like, you know, they were less shallow, less materialistic. So he was, like, you know, bringing back the um, the conscious hip-hop. Yes, he was. Yeah, he was, yeah. So um, the, the Higher Learning Trilogy, which is College Dropout, Late Registration, and Graduation, it was tough this trying was- to... This was pre-anti-Semitic Kanye. Yeah, this was this was Kanye when his mom was still around yeah. and was just conscious. And um, it so much time has, man, how time has changed. Oh, yeah. Because this was the Kanye who said, who was on TV right next to Mike Myers saying, George Bush doesn't care about black people. <laughs> George Bush and Mike Myers' face was like, oh, yeah. okay. I, uh, man, that, that I, think, I mean... I th- Mike Myers was the Homer Bush before Homer. Yeah. I was like, did you? <laughs> <laughs> but was he wrong, though? No. No. But no. Um, but yeah, but um, out of all like the Higher Learning Trilogy, it was just such a great trilogy. It was. Um, and it changed the tide. Because like I mentioned, 
Um, the hip hop's landscape in the mainstream was ruled by gangster gangster rap by like 50 Cent, G Unit Crew, and Southern hip hop. Here comes a brother wearing, you know, basically dressed like Carlton from Fresh Prince, wearing a backpack, um, changed like the whole game. Like the, um, what's it called? The landscape of hip hop changed because of him. Because Graduation outsold uh, 50s album. I think it was called Curtis. And, you know, yeah. the whole landscape changed. But on late registration, so many incredible, incredible bangers were on there. Diamonds from Sierra Leone, Gold Digger, Heard Him Say, Touch the Sky, just one after another. Diamonds from Sierra Leone was just so fucking amazing. Like, they, he fucking, like, sampled Diamonds from Our Forever from James Bond. Yeah. Like, who would have thought that a James Bond song would be used in a hip-hop? Um, could, could slap like that. Right. I know, right? Diamonds are forever. And um, he was calling out, and this is why, like I said, I miss old Kanye. He was calling out about the Sierra Leone's blood diamonds and the resulting civil war. But yeah. Kanye called out all about, like, the uh, classism, the racism again, uh, against uh, black people, how the system was created to um, disenfranchise yep. and oppress people of color. That was the old Kanye. Look at him now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Now he is one of the oppressors. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? Uh, but, yeah. Um, heard him say, I'm, I'm going to be real with you, man. That's one of the few songs that, like, makes me tear up. Heard him say. Because uh-huh. um, it, uh, it was him as well as um, Adam Levine from uh, Maroon 5. Um, it, it was just such a beautiful song. It's a, a sampling, like, um, excerpts from Natalie Cole, someone that I used to love. Yeah. And there was two music album, uh, music videos um, that were released from it. One was actually a live action um, video where it was Kanye, where he was the guardian of four um, orphans. They were homeless, and they're trying to find a place um, warm um, from the from the um, cold weather and everything. Right. And they sneak into a department store. It was kind of like Corduroy, um, that that one story about like the bear that comes alive and everything. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, and then um, you have um, Adam Levine as like the security guard. It's like doing the night shift and everything. And he sees Kanye and the kids and everything walking around like the um, the department store. And he's trying to find them, but they disappear and everything. So mm-hmm. it's almost like, were they there in the first place? And then there was a animated one that was done by um, American cartoonist uh, Bill um, Plimpton, um, who does like a lot of like... Um, political cartoons and um and all that and everything very distinct style and it was a um you know shows like a little boy in a um in a riding a cab with his mother and his mother's like chain smoking and everything and whatnot right they stop at a gas station she has a cigarette flicks it onto the ground boom cab explodes and Kanye is in that video drawn as like the taxi driver. So the boy and Kanye are flying up into heaven and everything. Oh. Both of those videos just hit me so hard in the feels, man. Like they I hit start different. To, they hit different, and they um and like uh and you know there are times that like I started like you know had to like hold myself from crying just from watching them because like the story, the sound of the song and everything. Uh, but yeah. Late registration. That was a very powerful album, and you know, it's just like what Pete Davidson says: make Kanye two thousand six again. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then let's see. Oh, last one is "Ready to Die" by Notorious G- B.I.G. A.K.A. Biggie Smalls, A.K.A. Big Papa. Really? Even even uh, even bigger than his first album? Um, I I honestly I think that was his first album, no. wasn't it? 
Uh, let me double no, check. Ready to Die wasn't his first album. Let me see. His first album was called The Notorious B.I.G. No, no. Ready to Die was his debut album. Are you sure? Yeah, look that up. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, you're yeah, right, yeah. Right, right. So, bad. yeah, you're good. You're good. Um, Life After Death, you're thinking of. Yes. That's the second one. I, that, yeah. Um, but yeah, Ready to Die, um, just such a cornerstone of East Coast hip hop, you know, because yeah. that was that was a new that was a new sound of East Coast hip hop. That was '90s uh, East Coast. Well, a lot of people consider because of that album Biggie to be the best rapper of all time. Oh, absolutely, and and he still is and everything. Because um, I mean, who doesn't know when they hear? Mm-hmm. All you had to do is hear that. It was all a dream. I, I used to be Word Up magazine. Salt and pepper heavy up in the limousine. See, and actually, yeah. you know what? That's one of my favorite uh, karaoke songs. Yeah. You know, it's, he was he was one of the first dudes to admit that he was a hustler. Yeah, uh, uh, that he wanted to get out of the game. You know? Oh yeah, and that was a, that was a great thing about him was like was his transparency. I remember that like the beginning of that, like you know, this goes out to the, all the teachers that say I wouldn't amount to anything. Uh, to uh, this is all to all the people that called the police on me. Well. I was just trying to make some money to feed my daughter. Um, He was like that. He was before uh, Jay-Z. Jay-Z, even though nowadays he won't admit it because he's one of the richest men in the country, Mm. uh, was a hustler. Oh, yeah. Oh, he totally was. Yeah. Um, But yeah. So and see, and I think that's what like appealed to a lot of folks about Biggie and Jay-Z. But Biggie, uh, most of all, because he came from nothing. I mean, come on, man. When you when you get. When you get uh, Keanu Reeves mm-hmm. waving his hand, oh, hardball! When you call me big pop, pop. man, you, now you're gonna think. Of, now you're gonna make me think about G Baby. Now I'm gonna start crying when he got fucking shot. God G-Baby. dang it, man! <laughs> Dude, that's but, yeah. an underrated movie, right? There. It is, hardball. and it, I think it's on a uh, Netflix. Actually. Is it? Yeah. yeah, but yeah, that was a great one. But no, we talking about Big Papa, and you know that music video where he's in his uh, fucking mansion with all of his boys, his uh, daughters, like you know, gets to like have like the nice dresses, his mama's proud of him um super nintendo sega genesis i marked out when i was watching that video as a kid i see they're playing like street fighter and everything that was that broke you i couldn't picture this yeah yeah and my whole crew was lounging so yeah so and i think that's what appealed to a lot of people was the fact that um he is the classic rags to riches story like you know like scarface or the prince and the pauper or whatever um and of course we got juicy uh juicy um was uh sampled from uh Juicy Fruit from, uh, God, what was it? The, M-Tune or M-Tune? No, it, M-Tune May. Do, do you remember that know. by any chance? Juicy? The song was called Juicy? Yeah. Um, it was sampled. But yeah, ju- their song, you've heard of it. Juicy Fruit. Oh, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've always, like, yeah. for the longest time, I've always had a uh, hard time pronouncing their name and everything. But, um, but yeah, they were around for like from 73 to 86. Like, yeah. so like they were like those very short term disco R and B funk bands, but their impact lives on through Biggie's, uh, oh, yeah. Biggie's like uh, music and everything. Um, yeah. I love it. When you call me big Papa, throw your hands in the air, use a true player. I mean, I remember being in fourth grade listening to, um, Oh, all, all of yeah, a big and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know very well who you are. Come on, hold me tight. Yep. And then there's a, a one more chance. Biggie, give me one more chance. Give me one more chance. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but no, um, Biggie was just an amazing talent. And it was, um, 
that album was also significant for revitalizing the hip hop East Coast hip hop scene. Because remember, West Coast was like dominating yep. the rise of G Funk of Dre, Snoop, NWA. Yep. Um, oh, of course, Ice Cube. We have to mention Ice Cube and yep. everything. Um, but yeah, so that was just just an amazing album, just like banger after banger, and yep. it honestly it it has um, it aged really well. It has not skipped a beat and everything. Yep. Like you can. You can listen to it like any time of the week. I mean, not for nothing. I know I'm going to be in the minority when I say this, but Mm -hmm. uh, I think that album was, and Biggie was the reason why why Pac went West Coast. Oh, yeah. Because Pac is from Brooklyn. Yeah. I mean, he's Mm -hmm. East Coast. Well, it was the whole like East Coast, West Coast like uh, thing. Like, um, and honestly, like that was like extremely manufactured by um, the st- uh, the studios, the labels. It was the sell records. Yeah. Unfortunately, some people took it too far. Yeah, and you know why? That's what happens when you have guys like fucking Suge Knight and Diddy. Yeah. Which that's going to be in a whole another type well, of Sh- like. Yeah, Suge Knight never stopped being a gangster. No. Nah. So that's why the motherfuckers is in prison to this day. You know what's funny is that they. Um, you know what's funny is that like uh, Suge Knight he pulled a Nino Brown remember at the end of New Jack City Nino Brown was like throwing everybody under the bus to save his ass yeah Suge Knight did that as well because he was trying to he threw a Diddy under the bus saying like he's more of a gangster than I am he's more of a thug than I am yeah well yeah I don't know about that ask Vanilla Ice who's more of a thug right honestly I would say so because like all the allegations are coming out and how many people has he screwed and everything Mm -hmm. uh, you know um, get ready for a hot take folks but I think he was involved in Biggie's murder the hell you say? I know, because <laughs> let's let's face facts. Biggie is a businessman first, he not a rapper. Him. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to do what's in the name, you know, to use Triple H's words, was best for business. Was best for business. We'll and put asses in seats. And that's and that's probably gonna, you know, if that if that involves like you know having his best friend killed. I like to think in an alternate universe, mm-hmm. uh, Pac and Biggie got a little older, yeah. squashed their beef. Mm-hmm. And made a record together. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would have that? been like the dopest album ever. Yep. Honestly, the closest we'll have that and we'll have to that was the '99 Video Music Awards, MTV Video Music Awards. It was uh, Biggie's mother and Tupac's mother, Afini Shakur, yeah. coming together. And I think they were, I think they were presenting like best rap album, whatever. Yeah. But seeing the mothers of these um, slain men come together to like um show like you know this is what violence has led to us and everything yep. we lost two greats was it really worth it and everything you know what was the worst thing to come out of biggie's death mm. p diddy's uh song oh missing oh. you oh yeah, yeah yeah i was like that song was so bad dude. i was like okay i understand you want to do a song to like your friend who um who has passed on and everything but do you want to use a stalker song he's got no bars though too. he doesn't no yeah. no biggie no no Diddy never had bars at all. Like Diddy's best songs were because of Biggie or someone else. Or what's his name? Um, well, it was Biggie and what's his mm-hmm. God damn it, the kid that quit rap to become a preacher. Oh, Mace. Mace. Yeah. Yeah. Mace. That was that was a fucking badass track too. Oh yeah. Bad, 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 bad boys. Yeah. Was it, it um more money, more problems? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Been around the world. Feel so uh yeah, been around the world. They all be player hating. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. If you notice that, like, uh, if you think about it, oh, Diddy's like the X Pac 
of hip hop. He needs a group to get over. Got, well, I was going to say he's got heat. Oh, that too. <laughs> I was like, motherfucker, stick to producing. Well, I mean, see that, that that's what I'll give Biggie and uh, yeah, that's what I'll give uh, Diddy credit for. He's a great producer. Well, you know what? Before there was DJ Khaled that rode the coattails of a lot of talented artists. Yeah. there was Diddy. But you know what's the okay? You know what's the best thing Diddy ever brought to hip hop? Mm. Well, besides Biggie, mm-hmm. <laughs> he goes <laughs> the best, the best five rappers of all time. Oh, Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. Dylan and Dylan. Because I spit hot fire. I spit hot fire. Dude, let me tell you something. Yeah, I'm talking about a sugar cookie. Oh, man. I think we could do another episode about this, but just real quick and everything. Like, how many how many people did he screwed over, including Biggie? Oh, for God. Fucking. I, I think that, you know, honestly, and that's why Mace quit the game, like, early. Like, at the peak of his fame. He didn't want to deal with this motherfucker. No. He, I think, I forgot who, someone warned him. But basically, it was almost like that, you know, remember the uh, the Flash cameo in uh, yeah, Batman yeah. versus Superman? Yeah. Basically, uh, Mace had that. had that. Uh, his future self came his, back to work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he just didn't want to deal. He didn't want to deal with, like, the shadiness, Which is you know? funny because, like, Biggie is still, I mean, not Biggie, uh, fucking mm. P. Diddy, Diddy, Pitadility, whatever, whatever he's calling himself this week. Yeah. He's still rich. And I'm like, why off the backs what? of off the back and blood of others well i guess yeah i yeah. guess he's still producing but i haven't heard shit about him but anyway yeah. mm-hmm. you you finished up your yeah but uh yeah that was my uh that was our uh, top five albums and everything and that honestly that was that was a tough one man yep. just like just five i can't do a top five i can't do a top 10 i can't even do a top 20 man there's yep. just so oh, much I, good stuff i mean yeah we we missed out on guys like Eminem mm. because I'm the mm-hmm. Marshall Mathers LP yeah uh, it was mm-hmm. it was huge I mean there's so much we can go this real slim shady mm-hmm. we can go on and on and on mm-hmm. oh anyway. of course Ice Cube all that but yeah Ice Cube oh yeah Wicked mm-hmm. Wicked Man mm-hmm. that, was, that was a fucking great song yeah anyway but we want to thank you guys for hanging out with us we're gonna do a part two mm-hmm. and you will continue well hopefully you guys will tune in for that one uh, make sure to follow us on social media at the Minority Report. And on the TikTok, we have a backup account, Minority Report 2.0. Send us any comments or anything else you guys would like us to cover at our social media page or on our Instagram. And we will see you.